Yo, Katie, tell them what they're about to listen to. Welcome to another exciting episode of The O. I hope you guys have been having a great week. Um, I'm excited to present to you the conclusion of my conversation with Dr. Claire Anyamo Sigwe. The last episode has got so many positive feedback and um, I can tell you this episode will probably get the same because in this episode, we went deeper into her personal life, basically. And the reason why we did that is she and her husband have this amazing festival that they run called the British Urban Film Festival. And off the back of that, she was able to do her first feature film, again, in collaboration with her husband, who happened to be the producer on the film. And the journey has just been so inspiring. And I can't wait for you guys to learn more about this. And also, she went deeper into talking about her business as well, as well as just the brand itself and how creatives need to cherish the work they have and promote it. It's just a very exciting episode. And do you know what? Claire is someone who I could talk to forever. And the fact that this second episode is actually over an hour long is a testament to that. And I hope you guys would end up being as inspired as I was at the end of this conversation. So without further ado, here is the conclusion of my conversation with Dr. Claire Ayamo Sigwe. <laughs> oh man, it's 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 weird, man. Like looking at your life so far, it's been interesting. Like you know, foster care system, parents, yeah. um, and then you 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 went into drama school, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, it's just not working. At the same time, you're hustling, you're doing the makeup and everything, and then you yeah. go into business, and you've got all these challenges, you know. Yeah. You, and then you got to the stage where you know what. I'm going to put everything aside and I'm going to make a film about, you know, the challenges I'm seeing. Yeah. Now, what, what I find intriguing at this stage and, and your story is how you decided to go about making the film. Now, mm. before we before we even go there, there is a very crucial part of your story, which I don't want to go too deep into because that's I would love to hear from the other person involved in the story, if you know what I mean. Now, yeah. at some point, you 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 stumbled upon an organization that changed the direction of your life called the yeah. Bridge Urban Film Festival. Yeah. Tell me about that encounter. Again, divine. Um, mm. So dread. I this is July 2014. Okay. And I was meant to be on the radio July 1st. Right. But I knew I was opening my flagship store in the first week of August. So I thought, don't do press too early. People might forget. Okay. So the person, the producer, like, can I come on? Like, what's your last slot in the month of uh, July? Because mm. then it'll be fresh in people's mind for the first week of August. So she said uh, 27th of July. Okay. I said, all right, cool. So I went on 27th of July. I went down to this studio in South London to record on Bang FM. And in between the breaks, they were promoting this festival called Bath. Hmm. Now I'm like, Bath? What is Bath? Why haven't I heard of Bath before? Yeah. Film festival. And they had a little flyer, you know, a little A6 front and back. Yeah. Okay, it looks kind of, you know, you know, shabby chic, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Man's trying. Let me see. Man's trying. <laughs> he's, he's nine years in, you know. And I'm like, man's trying. Man's trying. Look at this little boy trying. You know what I mean? So my things look world class, but his right. thing looks a little bit, you know what I mean? Low yeah. budget. Yeah. Hey, yeah. babe. 
what's this all about? So I went on uh, Twitter because Instagram wasn't even popping then. So it was Twitter, innit? So I went on Twitter and he's tweeting me in my native language. Wow. About this. He went went there, did he? He went, Ibo Kweni, did he? My sister. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. Two other guys were trying to DM me as well, innit? Yeah, man. (laughs) He, he had to stand out. Guys, now, like, trying to move to me, like, friendly but sort of flirty. I don't know, innit? And I'm mm. single. Yeah. I just got back from Brazil. I needed to take a break because I broke up with my boyfriend. And la, 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 la. So, about this, like, eight months later, I'm here yeah. on the radio talking about pre made, just about to open my flagship store, feeling good. Mm. And then he's like, we should do buff cosmetics, you know, pre-made cosmetics, buff cosmetics. And I was like, ah, don't know about that. But let's talk about it. So he called my 0800 number and that used to come to my phone. Yeah. So I answered the phone and it was him, yeah. Emmanuel. And I was like, oh, hi. And I, I remember saying to myself, you've got a nice voice. Like, you've got a nice, soothing voice. And I was like, oh no, like the gap Mm. in his teeth, like what is that? Mm. Mm. Can I like I'm already thinking ahead, like if we was to be together, yeah, I overlook that. And I thought, well, yeah, my first boyfriend had a gap in his teeth. That's quite inspiring. Mm. Um, but I thought, God, he looks he looks older than he probably. Like, how old is he? I couldn't work out his age because he didn't have a proper bio. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he's probably about forty five, and I was twenty nine, isn't it? So I was like, Ah, oh, I don't know if I want to date an older guy, like older, older again. Yeah. So my boy previously were older, and I was like, Ah, oh, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so we're talking now, and I obviously do like the sly woman thing, where I'm like, Um, so how does your wife feel about Buff? Like she. And- and he's like, my wife? No, I'm not married. I was mm. like, so you're doing all of this? Because once he started explaining it to me, yeah, I was like, really impressed, didn't it? So I was like, look, do you know what? Whatever happens, mm. you got full support. If it's goodie bags you want, I can't financially sponsor because I'm literally pouring everything I have mm. into my new shop. Yeah. But wise I can give you like thousands of pounds worth of product. No problem. Yeah. So here's you're cool, you're going to sponsor the opening night, Muhammad Ali, all the boxes will be there, press will mm. be there, be amazing, Leicester, Leicester Square. Yeah. That's amazing, let's do it. So um, I literally went back to my shop and my best friend's boyfriend, Anthony, mm-hmm. came to my shop because like friends and family were coming all that, the, that month of July to help me paint the shop and decorate and fit furniture and do all the stuff, right, to get it ready. Yeah. So Ant is Anthony's day. So Ant comes down on the Sunday. And I don't know why in his spirit, he just said, you know what, Claire? Me and Jazz were talking and we were like, when's Claire going to find the right one? You know, Ooh. you deserve someone. And I said, you know what? I don't even want to speak on it, bro. But <laughs> I'm right. I found the right one. You know, I just got a feeling. Really? Really? And I was like, yeah. I don't know why. Like, God just spoke to me today. When I heard his voice, I thought, I think this guy's going to be my husband. I just knew. I just knew. But Interesting. Like, All right, we'll keep us posted, innit? Because they know Claire, like, I'm always having these visions. But to be fair, they always turn out right, right? Yeah. So the following day, I'm painting again. And I to him and they say, I wish you a good day. 
um, looking forward to our meeting on Thursday. And he said, yeah, you're having a great day as well. Actually, I'm having a meeting with the Buff Board and a filmmaker that's flown in from Canada who's the director of a film about um, Nelson Mandela. Would you like to come? And I said, where's the dinner? And he said, Houston. And I live down the road. So I'm like, <laughs> flung a paintbrush, <laughs> closed up, went home, bathed up, put on my best dress, my Mark Jacob dress, bought there feeling fly do you know what I mean and when I walked in and I saw him I was like this guy's gonna be my husband I just know it I just know it. I saw him I was like that's my husband I know it I know this do you know what it was I'll go seven days before we spoke I uh I fast so I was fasting when I went to that dinner I was on water salad and juice that's it I prayed and I was fasting, I was playing my Indie albums, <laughs> I was burning candles, and I said to God, on the Sunday before that, that, that radio interview, use me in any way, I'm going to be celibate, abstinent, all of these things, because I just don't, the next person you send me has to be the one, like, I don't want to look anymore, I don't want to be met by fools and I just don't want to waste any more time. I'm 29 in it. You know, that Nigerian doctor, 30, got married yeah. in and there. I was sort of feeling that pressure, but I said to God, even if it's 50, I don't care. Just bring the right one when it's ready, in it. So when he wouldn't even speak to me. Like he hugged me to welcome me. He said, everyone, this is Claire. She's a potential sponsor. Da, 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 da. Then he was talking to all these other women. So there's like loads of women at this dinner. There's only like a couple of guys. Mm -hmm. So I thought one of these women in here must be his girlfriend or somebody to him. I know mm -hmm. board, but and there was one woman and I won't mention her name, but he did, <laughs> he did actually ask her out and she said no. And when okay. she heard that me and him were together, she said, I knew it. I just felt it that night that you, you two are going to be together. I just knew it. And I was like, really? That's odd. And subsequently, she wanted to be with him after that. But anyway. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it takes somebody else to make somebody else realize that you they just, want it. Yeah, I don't know. I know, man. You, you, you just switched on the desirability in front of I our eyes. And she's like, ooh, maybe I was, was wrong. Um, and then because we were both working for ourselves, he... Yeah. Like everyone else, like works in corporate life, and it BBC this that and the first. And like, oh, eleven o'clock. It was like Cinderella. Eleven o'clock. Oh, eleven. Love train. Yeah. So like twelve people are leaving the table, and he's like, "Do you want to stay behind and do the meeting that we were meant to have on Thursday now? Because you live locally, said, yeah. and I ain't got nowhere to go. I like nowhere to be because I, you know, it's yeah. buff season. So I said, "All right, cool." So we had our meeting. Because I'm so like light lightweight because I'm doing my fast, I just kept on knocking yeah. over the wine. I think I was nervous. Like, there's something <laughs> wrong with me. Like, he was looking at me like, are you okay? I was like, I'm all right. I was just, I don't know, my head. I just, da -da -da. So, anyway, we're talking. <laughs> and he's telling me about his dad, that his dad, six yeah. months before we met, was oh, in, um, uh, sadly, um, she'd been sectioned. She had a nervous breakdown as a result of his dad. Dying. <sighs> Ooh. He understood him because I was like, yeah, my mum had a nervous breakdown and was hospitalised, which is why I went into care. And OK, I understand, mm. I understand, right? Because I've been through this 20 years ago, but I, I get you. So carry on. And then when he told me what he was doing for Bath and I just thought, this guy is the male version of me. Like he's 
to care so much that he would go mm. mortgage on the line. That's not a person that's motivated by money, because people no, it's but, not. But motivated by money would not. They don't care about other people. They care about the bottom line. They don't mm. care about. If they don't even create a buff because it's like what and there's no money and I'm going to help other black people succeed <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> ah. Jesus man you're Jesus right okay. <laughs> when you say Mr. Manuel so <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I've never really that's interesting right. man God is with us right. that's it dude. So I thought this is a beautiful <laughs> human um mm. And he's such a gentleman. I mean, what you see of Emmanuel is he's a really blessed and beautiful man. So he walked me yeah. home. And there's this spot on King's Cross, actually, where he asked if he could kiss me and we kissed. For like, it felt like, a, like it was like Aww. two hours or something, but it was only like 20 minutes. It felt like forever. <laughs> and then he walked me to my house and it's like three o'clock now in the morning. And it's like, Wow. That's a long ass date. Long ass date, right? <laughs> but listen to this. Yeah. So I'm like, where do you live again? He's like, Hertfordshire. I'm like, Hertfordshire. Oh, <laughs> Bro, I'm not going to get home, man, unless you get in a hundred pound cab or something. I said, look, oh my God. <laughs> I like where this is headed. <laughs> But, bro, I swear I can fight. If you try anything, I will beat you up. Like, I'm not even joking. It's going to be on top speed. He was laughing his head off. He's like, Claire, like, that is so not me. I was like, I know that, but I don't know you. Like, do you know what I mean? You know, like, I sobered up real quick. You know, like, <laughs> the bandana came on, like the tracksuit, you know, that like I was tracksuited up. I was like, bro, like, I, I, I can fight, you know, like I've had to fight my whole life. So it's on. Woke up next day, mm. such a gentleman, slept on my sofa, made him some juice, which he was like, ugh, this is like swamp juice, sorry. He's like, do you know what? Let's go back to the hotel where we had the dinner. Yeah. And let's do lunch. So we did lunch. Mm. And then we just went to different parks. We shared a bottle of water and an ice cream. And we spoke for like seven hours. Wow. <laughs> How many kids do you want? Where do you want to live? We just we just, we just, just laid out the next 10 years of our lives. We're like, okay, we want to do this. We want to do that. We need to watch these films. This is how we're going to do bath. This is what's going to happen. And then I put him on a bus at 7 p.m. So we basically spoke from 7 p.m. the night before. 7 p.m. Mm. to this night, so 24 hours together. Man, plotting your future. That's, yeah, just talking about our future. Like, this is what we're going to do, this is how we want to be. This is crazy. Right? And then five months later, mm. we proposed and. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, but I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to deviate from, from the whole goal of this conversation. But what's so interesting about what you said is you, you, man, you met this guy, right? Emmanuel. And all of a sudden there's a great connection. You kind of, in a way, projected what you wanted out of the relationship and he yeah. responded. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now I've got I've got I've got some friends and relatives that are young and you know once in a while we we'll have conversations about relationships and they just say oh it's hard now man guys are this this and that and it's difficult and it's almost like some are afraid to be assertive about what they want out of a relationship in the first few weeks 
you know, because I don't want to push the guys away and make sound desperate and all that. Mm. Um, what, what? I mean, you know, again, I don't want to deviate too much from Not the goal, you. but what? Great- what would you say to? Yeah, yeah. What would I say to them? I would say, yeah, you have to show up as your real self. There's no point mm. playing games. Like before, I met Emmanuel. I, I, I did online dating. I think for three months. And mm. I met with some different guys and all they wanted was a hot girl in there. Oh, I'm not even saying that I'm hot, but they wanted someone who was, you know, pretty and intelligent because they were all like, the three guys were like, bang- one was a banker, one was an entrepreneur, one was like a, you know, an actor. But you're, you're, you're pretty and intelligent, so let's not take that away from Bless you. Bless you, but I, like, I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not into it like that. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm really into mm. like my mind more than I like, how mm. I physically look. Um, Mm-hmm. So that comes first to me. And it's like, um, you know, telling them what I wanted. They were like, mm. okay. like mm. you just got to take it slow. And I was like, I don't really want to take it slow. Because, mm. you know, after a couple of dates, you're going to want my body. You're going to want to sleep with me. Mm. And, then, and, then. So, and then we're taking it slow for you to tell me in six months. I don't have six months. I'm a very mm. busy woman. My time is precious to know exactly mm. what I'm doing mm. and if that seems too much for you you're not the one for me Emmanuel was rushing. there was no sweat on his brow chill <laughs> and all this rubbish like that I hear guys talk about all the time oh, allow it man oh chill I don't know <laughs> no no and no if the if the if marriage scares you on the first date you shouldn't yeah. even be dating anyway you tell mm. me what it is from the start. If you're looking for just sex and see how it goes, there are other girls that are fine with that. I've never been that girl. I've mm. never been mm. like, let's sleep together and see how it goes. I've always been about, I want to get married. I want to start a family. Right. I need stability. I want that deeper connection. So I've yeah. always gone into a relationship with the intention of, so he, in that mm. sense, the first guy that I've spoken about marriage and stuff on the first date with, no, I'll be honest. Mm. But the difference yeah. between other guys and him is that what we said we were going to do, we did it. Got you get you. what I'm saying? Because Got other you. guys, I've clearly attracted guys that have come into my life and we've been together for a year or two and it thought, we thought we was go- it was going somewhere. But at every twist and turn, you're not coming through on what you said we were going to do. And then yeah. I say, I see in myself I, that you either A, don't value me, B, you wanted to be that guy, but you really ain't that guy and you're not about that life. Yeah. Or sometimes men are intimidated by women who are making more money than them or are more, hmm. you know, are out there or successful. So even when I was doing the um, online dating, I didn't even give people my real name. Oh, really? And they'd be like, Ah. And I was like, yeah, I'm a GP, I'm a doctor, yeah, I don't need it. Mm, mm, mm. I'm a professional, like, why would I need to be on Facebook and Twitter? I ain't got time for that, I'm a G. So I wouldn't tell them I'm a skin doctor, I'd tell them I'm a, a general practitioner. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can't find me because I don't want to be found, innit? I'm a professional, I need to be anonymous. But that's that's uh, that's powerful because it's more like, you know, it... it boils down to you a self-assured confident and just doing your work man you're just diligent and all of a sudden someone comes your way look are you do you want to do you want to hump up on the strain or not you don't all right cool bye next person you know that kind of um 
it's an interesting mindset to have. And I'm hoping as people are listening, they, they can kind of like pick things from it. Um, okay, so now you meet Emmanuel, you guys have a conversation. Now you go into a business relationship with him in Buff. Because yeah. I, I was reading how you brought in over 150,000 pounds over a period, you, you know, with sponsorship. Yeah. Um, yeah, now obviously there was a strategy at the beginning. Like how long did it take and what kind of challenges did you face to get Buff into this kind of level? Well, yeah, um, I came on board and I, I observed for the first year of our relationship. I observed him, mm. I observed his team, mm. I observed his mm. business model, and it all had mm. to change. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, the control. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure I ruffled feathers, you know, he fell, fell out with yeah. a few friends, so called friends, I called them frenemies, but, you know, Oh, in, the, in the company that we're trying to bring it down do side hustles to make money and not give it to buff even though they were using the buff name just silly little behavior wow. i didn't enjoy um mm. so and 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 him you know he comes from a middle class background he um you know love him to, to to life but at the same time you know he has character traits that are not always desirable stubbornness um, but these are the things that also create great leadership as well because he knows what he wants. But sometimes sure. there's blind spots even in knowing what you want. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. because I really treated it like it was my own, I was like, please listen to me because you know that it's coming from a place of complete love. This is completely unselfish. Like, right. I, I, if you lose, I'm a loser. If you were mm. up, we're one now. Yeah. Yeah. So when he really digested that, he'd never had somebody ride for him like that. Um, mm. He could really relax and say, okay, cool. Yeah, my wife's obviously a smart woman. She knows what she's doing. Mm. And we had, to, we, we had to overcome some, you know, what we're doing today, institutional racism at every twist, you know, every mm. turn. Convincing these white-led companies that Buff was a viable, you know, uh, brand for them to align themselves with. Because when they heard the word mm. urban, they flinch, you know, what does this mean? It's this mm. guns. Like, no, this is intelligent art showing. <laughs> is this guns? Yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> wow. Um, and, wow. you know, to the point where I won't name this particular company. Um, but just to say that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, basically, they didn't want to put the money in the buff account. They wanted it. They wanted to put it into um, a white woman's account. What? Yeah. So we had to basically borrow a white woman. Not we didn't. But what I'm saying is that was what they wanted to do. And I said to the to the uh, acting CEO at the time, "What is it, mm. mate? Is it is it that you want the money to go into a white person? Because I can get you a white girl. If that's what you want." Oh, Claire, Claire, it's not me. It's them. It's the company. I said, wow. Bro, I'm talking to you. You're the acting CEO. So you can sign off anything. Hmm. You don't trust us because we're black. You think we're going to squander your little Dega Dega £6,000 sponsorship. Are you right? Wow. I've made, wow. you know, like, stop with this. Stop it now. 
So I had to get back on the phone to our big brother, and I'll name him because I absolutely adore this man, uh, Clint Dyer, mm. uh, the right, director, right. who introduced mm. us to this company. And he's our, you know, Clint's proper company. Fucking hell, Claire. Da -da -da -da. Black man, but you know, he's from Hackney. Fucking hell, Claire. Da -da -da. All right. I'm going to fucking. No, this, this is unacceptable. So he phones them, they phone me, it just got stupid. Did I, no, look, Claire, apologies. Wow. No, no, the money's going to be sent over. Let's go hell forever. Let's, you know, out the press release now. You know, so, yeah, we had a lot, we had a lot and have a lot to deal with because, yeah. you know, we're trying to leave <clears throat> a legacy for our daughter to inherit something. Yeah. And that she on and that we can we can continue to be the solution because sure. I think as black creators we're always trying to beg for white recognition and you know in America the NAACP still exists and mm -hmm. they treat and they show out you know the black stars will go there and they'll go to the Oscars so I don't know why people wouldn't come to Bath and go to you know dare I say it the BAFTAs you know what I mean it's I like hear you. I hear you. The two should coexist, and and it, if where possible, collaborate. But if it, it's not always essential, mm. um, but you know there, there's that love for your own, and um, Buff is that that solid like that that consistency. Fifteen yeah. years, even when Mum and Dad died, he never stopped the festival. He just kept he, going. Deeply, you know, depressed. And no, mm. no, 2017 and 2018, no, 2016 and 17 were tough years, tough financially. My mm. shop was draining a lot of money. Mm. Um, yes, we those were the two years that we got the sponsorship, but we were we were bereft. We we had a lot of grief, you know. Emmanuel's brother suffering from depression. Wow. Uh, one of our uncles was brutally murdered in wow. Nigeria. Um, because he's a political advisor to good luck. Um, Chagall, just yeah. Too much. There's a lot of stress and a lot of restructuring of Bath. So, you know, what our reverend said when we got married was, you know, in terms of till death us do part, you've really shown each other, you know, mm. pre-marriage that you've got each other's back. Yeah. Because you went through a lot, man. As a family, we went through a lot of dark times. Um, but again, going back to my childhood, I thrived. Yeah. So mm. um, where most women would have ran, you stuck with it. Like, no, I'm good, man. I, I got your back. I'm not, there's no running. <laughs> we run into the battlefield and we win. Come on. <laughs> how, how, are we, how are we going to win? That was what was in your mind, man. Yes. Isn't it? Yes. How will we reign supreme at the end of this? Mm, mm, and. Mm. A pina colada in the Bahamas or something, <laughs> and say, "Did we really? Oh my God! That's, like, that's, that's that's the victory, man." No, I hear you. I hear you. So, okay, so now you've um, you know you 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 go into buff, you you, you restructured everything, put some money yeah. in by convincing all those people, and now yeah. you got to the stage where you're like, okay, again, you're still running your business, and you're you decided to pack up after having conversations with separate clients about their experiences. Eventually, you decided to feed the filmmaker child in you, right? That's been there for like, how many, how many years was this dormant, this filmmaker part of you? Well, at that point, it was 12 years. Ooh, yeah. 12 years. Okay. 
Um, all right, so 12 years, that's it. It's it's there. And then you decided to make No Shade. First of all, why did it take you that long to even consider making a film? Because, honestly, I never thought I was good enough, you know? As a director, Legit, like, thought, writer, producer? As a writer, all three. Writer, director, oh, wow. actor. I thought, I'm not even good enough. Like, you, mm. you, like, I saw these people as demigods, innit? Like, oh, wow. Asante or... Ava for mm. no and how like they they must have they must sip from some special cup like yeah. I, <laughs> which cup is it and I know you can't purchase this like <laughs> I think anyone would want to hear from me like who yeah. am I yeah you know the business world and beauty world yes of course I'm a success story but in the film world I'm an amateur I'm, I'm an unknown I'm, I'm nobody I'm just yeah. a marketing director buff. I'm, I'm not even a creative in that space I'm, mm. I'm critiquing and jurying and I'm a lowly volunteer you know yeah. I know I know we don't pay ourselves from buff there's there's not enough money to pay ourselves even we right. pay our staff we don't even pay our own selves so it's just like uh mm. But I think to myself, you know what? <sighs> God bless try, try. But you right. know, because obviously I'm going to Emmanuel, so Emmanuel's looking at me like, Claire, you, <laughs> you sure you got the good goods? Because, like, <laughs> is this what's going to happen? Like, I, I can't, I can't, we can't have our first film and it's rubbish. I hear you. One thing I can guarantee is that the direction will be dope because I can direct. I mm. know that. Mm. My writing, I'm new. I, I, I really, you know, I've not written a feature film before. Like, it's mm. not something I've done. I've read a lot of scripts, but I've not written one. Yeah. I'm acting. I act every day, innit? Every time you, you switch on the lights as an entrepreneur, you're, you're in costume, you're performing. It's a performance. Sure. So, so I just thought... Oh, let's see in it. So it was really the table reads that gave me the inspiration to keep going. First of all, it was a short form that I wrote, mm-hmm. about twenty-five page script, and it was all flashbacks and a dream, dream sequence that happened in a salon. And mm. and then when I, when the actors read it, they were like, "Nah, Claire, you can't cover colorism in fifteen minutes. Like, we uh-huh. need to and like the character of Jade and Danny and." why and how and we need to feel her pain yeah so i continued writing it over three months sent it out to a couple of people that i really respect you know in the industry obviously i've got access to a lot of great people because of emmanuel yeah. and the fast and the festival mm. and they all gave me feedback they all said the dialogue is is amazing okay but the story is weak like it's bony like nothing's oh, wow. really happening and okay. I was like, that's true. that's true, but you know what? I'm going to run with it anyway. Oh, really? So so they gave you the feedback and, you know, I'm sure some of them were quite polite and some of them were yeah. not. But you were yeah. like, I'm just going to do it. Like, some people would have... Some just... people would actually take a year <laughs> to, like, go through the whole draft after draft, maybe even two, three, four years. But you're like, mm not me. Hmm. hmm. I just thought, I don't know if I've got two, three or four more years. As in, what if I become a parent? What if, what Mm. if, what if? Yeah. Uh, mm, That I might not have the zeal at 35. Right. Right. At 36, 
equity to be a first time anything. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, true, true. I kind of need to do this. Now. I'm 32. Do you know what I mean? My energy was starting to dip. Mm. You know drained but i said you know what this this newness gives me a bit of fire you know i put put down my white doctor's coat put on the puffer jacket <laughs> <laughs> went into the dead of night of january and started filming this film and um i think you know because honestly it's emmanuel you know because mm. he he's his love nurtures greatness yeah his support enables people to to take chances and go go on and yeah mm. yeah that that it, it fuels and ignites that that self-belief anyway you know so if you've got a bit of it and then you've got the support of an emmanuel in your life you're you, good. you feel like you're invincible do you get what i'm saying definitely so it's really my my homie my 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 brother my father my count consigliere my you know, yeah. he on set every day, whispering to me, saying, "Queen, what do you think? Would you?" Because he doesn't call me Claire. He's never ever called me Claire. Oh, really? He me Queen. Nice. And I, we don't call each other by our names. That's why every time I'm saying his name, I'm probably not even saying it well. I'm saying Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're saying now. it well. Whatever in life. <laughs> I thought we called each other King and Queen. That's our name. So when we people were hearing that on set, they were like, "Who the hell is Queen?" It was Queen, <laughs> man. <laughs> and I was like, "I said about me, sorry." Oh, King. <laughs> oh but kind of, do you know, King, King Emmanuel, man? It's like it, it just works hand in hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just like um, that support. I think um, is. And I think even that, in terms of our personal relationship, I've never had that level of support sure. from a partner. That 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 was the that was the deciding factor. And I slept on it. I said, you know what? I said on Christmas, mm. I think I'm going to close pre-made because I don't think I can do pre-made and no shade at the same time. And he was like, sleep on it. And mm-hmm. if you still feel that way by New Year's Eve, then do a video, let your customers know, and shut down. Just just make it quick and clean. Because if not, you're going to get emotional and they're going to make you feel bad. And it's just, you're not going to want to do this. You're going to feel like, what if I fail now? And was it all worth it? And I've left my business and da, da, da. So I slept on it for a couple of days. And um, yeah, I just decided that the time was now for pre-made, for pre-made to to close temporarily. You know, I'll I'll get back to it, but... For now, it's 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 um, dormant, mm. and to put my head into film, and that's what I did. So it wasn't like you closed it to just make one film. You closed it to going to the film business full time, right? Or what was your goal? Yeah. Right. My goal was to make films over the next twenty years to make up for the lost time. Got you. Got you. Um, I didn't have the automation and the finances at the time to do both. Right. So I put me in with Emmanuel, my brother, to do No Shade mm. and um, close down pre-made at company's house and officially. Mm. And uh, my goal is that I'll come back to pre-made later when I can afford and, and have a, a proper team mm. where the business is not lying on me. Understand. And I'm happy to say 
that I've come to that place now. So pre-May will be coming back. Oh, Yay. amazing. Amazing, amazing. No, it's... it's, um, it's uh, this, this, <laughs> But this book you're going to write, I'm sure there's a lot of tales to, to say there because it's, it's you know, yeah. obviously pre-May was making money the time you, you yeah. shut it and then you're like, you know, I'm going to focus on this because this is what you want to do. Now... I'm, I'm going to be a good respecter of your time because there's still a lot to unpack, but I'm going to go into the, the main things for the next few minutes. So now you yeah. you decide to make no shade because of the subject of colorism. Now, what, what I find intriguing about the story was <laughs> no shade had a title before no shade, right? And I think... <laughs> I think that gives insight to the core. So talk us, t- tell us about the premiere title of No Shade. Oh my God. The short film title of No Shade was Dick and Diamond. Dick and Diamond. The reason for this was the real Jade, she um, said something to me on the phone that basically light-skinned girls get offered the diamonds mm. and dark-skinned girls with the dick and I thought oh, wow. that's very profound man like I hear you in it that's a gripping so title maybe, right I thought for a short film in it because you're not yeah. going to sell a short film really sure um, that 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 could make sense but then when it became a feature film concept I thought dick and diamonds this just sounds mad pornographic <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> <laughs> It's got to be a universal title. So the the what the phrase "no shade is superior" mm. came of the script, and so I thought "no shade's the name." Yeah, yeah. that's got to be it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Now, so let's now talk about the process. So, so you 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 talked about name "no shade." You got in the casting process. You already told us about Lashana Lynch and how that didn't work out, and all of a sudden you dove deep into getting some interesting uh, uh, cast members for this film. Um, yeah. what, what were your challenges like, especially at this stage, you're already pregnant, right? No, no, no you're not pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're pregnant during the... during the editing and then the first screening at Bath. I was okay. six weeks pregnant at the first screening. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so first time filmmaker, pregnant, everything. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, looking back, like, I really don't know, like, how I did it. Mm. I was just so... It was just all overwhelming. It was all overwhelming because, like, I got to a stage where I wasn't really... I thought, mm, we had tried for a little while. Then, mm. it's like, the first month, we said, we're not trying no more. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like... That's it. That's life. Oh, no, because we'd already said, okay, the film press is really picking up now. Yeah. There's interest film because of the subject matter mm. let's forget this baby thing until like 2020 do you know what i mean sure. <laughs> wow let's give us the opportunity to like get on go go through this distribution process and then that happened so it was like oh mate but i thought you know well god's faithful sure it would never give me i couldn't handle so maybe you know this is this is meant to be this is how he wants it to go you know yeah. I just wanted to just enjoy this moment. But the thing is, because I wasn't showing, because mm. I actually was losing weight during the pregnancy as opposed to putting weight on, I got very, very slim. Yeah. Um, no one knew. I just had the bump under black clothing and I always wore a big coat. Yeah. So no one 
um, until it was too obvious, like until the actual um, release into OG in cinemas in November, people yeah. were turning up to OG like, oh my God, Chloe, is that a baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not donuts, man. It's not donuts, it's baby. It's baby. Right. Right, right, like seven months, seven months. You've wow. I'm like, no, no. So yeah. Uh... Now, you, you, you. I think in general, like, I kind of we can we can kind of like get an idea of the process. So you, you got the script. You didn't get great feedback. You went ahead. You did it. I'm sure you had loads of challenges during the production uh, of the film. How long did it take for you to make the film? So filming to six and a half days and wow. editing three months wow that was a quick yeah. turnaround and yeah i mean we worked very fast um right, right. i cut a lot of scenes even though we got a two-hour film out of the footage that i did get mm. and um the highlights for me was uh, sleeping on set. <laughs> so, <laughs> we slept, we like all of us, like cast, crew, and we were just like hang out. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far. Now, sorry for the little interlude. Uh, basically, Claire had to attend to a little daughter, Lavender, because, you know, like most dads, daddy was struggling. Daddy was struggling, and I struggle as well. So we decided to take a break, and when we returned, we went straight back into the business of the film itself. And Claire explained why they were unable to get traditional distribution, just because of the very nature of the film. So here is my continuation of my chat with Dr. Claire. It didn't have the sort of attributes of a typically commercial film for a black uh, black cast. It wasn't a film about poverty. It wasn't a film about um, us in the medieval times, you know, like a period drama. Yeah. It was a film about guns and violence. Yeah. Which um, are deemed as commercial. Right. Romantic historically in this country is not being commercial. Mm. Um, we're not used to seeing black British people on uh, screen, you know, loving each other and getting married and, you know, being entrepreneurs and... Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're going to have to finance it ourselves, you know? That's... So the... I mm. big, big money to do the post-production. Emmanuel did the pre-production mm. and the actual production so yeah it's the three of us yeah okay so it was all self-funded and um you just you already knew you didn't bother going through the whole process of trying to seek finance anywhere else you already knew it was going to be we met some people at a film festival they said that they were interested but then once they read the script yeah they said they couldn't they just couldn't see it <laughs> wow and i guess like you know, four white men, yeah, they ain't going to be able to see Jane. They can't see Danny. They don't understand the language. They don't sure. understand, you know, North London colloquial English. Yeah. They don't understand the roads that we walked. You know, these people are in Cornwall, you know, in the, mm. in the south eastern region of England, where it's, you know, very white, very national front, as in racist, mm. that overtly... Mm, mm, mm. As diverse as they wanted to be, they couldn't. They just couldn't get it. They couldn't get it. So I, 
going to muck around with BFR. I'm not going to muck around with Film London. These people ain't typically for me. Right, right, right. Because I was about yes, to ask as well about... And go. Huh? No, I was even about to ask about the BFI and Film London and the usual, you know, routes um, that people go through. Nah. Nah, man. So you guys went in independently and then distribution. So when you finished, did the whole thing yourselves, you're like, okay, distribution. Did you try traditional distribution or you're like you know what guys let's let's do this let's let's make this happen ourselves so no we 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 did we contacted uh we made a spreadsheet and we contacted over a hundred companies <laughs> of distributors producers um and we got like a hundred and eight no's <laughs> whoa no way <laughs> yeah yeah oh, man. so we said all right cool <laughs> We're gonna have to do this ourselves. So we went to uh, and, and you went to the Claire mode. Yeah, literally. We we we, the, we well the film got picked up for a festival, mm. African Diaspora International Film Festival, mm. thanks to a guy called um Daryl. Okay. Daryl was the producer of Richard Pryor's daughter's film which was shown at Bath. Got you. And he, he recommended our film. They liked it and uh, they screened it. So we went to Washington in August. Right. And then um, during that time, when they saw the film and the audience response and the Q&A, which you can watch the Q&A on our Facebook page. Right. Um, they, they, they put in an offer to distribute the film. Nice. So we negotiated and... Um, we got the minimum guarantee that we wanted and so they they agreed to handle north america mm. the caribbean and canada okay and regionals, we we handled the rest of the world okay uh, yeah so that's how we worked it out and then we did um we we applied to ogian and they said well look if you we saw that you got a streaming deal with a company called film do okay um if you take it off a of film do, we'll give you a run. Okay. Well, pff, bye, film do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go into the cinemas. I want to try. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're only giving me six screens, for God's sakes. You know, <sighs> other, yeah, you know, whether it's Ratman gets, you know, 500 sites, mm. Femi got 100. Mm-hmm. Amar and every woman that's come before me, five five black females, they all got six or less. Are you serious? Yeah. So you see, again, it's not just black. It's about your gender as well. Wow. So we're against it, man. So how am I meant to make a million pounds from six cinemas? Even with every single seat filled, the max I could have made was 50,000. So wow. we ended up taking eight grand at the box office. Yeah. Eight grand and else off six uh, screens, isn't it? Yes. I'm trying to do the maths. That's not too bad, right? Let me see. That's not. You know, if we had a hundred screens, we would have done a hundred k. Easy. Nice, 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 nice. So that's the ratio. That would have been on par with, say, the intent, which had a whole bunch of, you know, actors, non-actors, influencers, known mm. people in in the film. Obviously, yeah. different genre. Yeah, different genre. Example, mm. because it's a black. British film, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, out, I think the same year of a year as us as well. I think they came out that summer, and we had the winter. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, so I mean, did that, 
But yeah, mom. That's crazy though. The disparity between because Alma, you know, she's she's very popular, uh, female filmmaker, and she, it's crazy, man. Um, I wonder why the disparity exists even because film is film. It doesn't matter who made it in terms of like gender. Is it a compelling film? Is it, you know, um. That's interesting. Interesting, and the buzz to create that you guys created around the film as well, like yeah. because if you look at it, you guys already had a platform bought for film festival that actually fed into the marketing of the film as well. So you would think that they would say, you know, this this film has a chance, you know. We asked them. We asked them for twenty seats, you know, cinema. Well, we asked them for all of them. Then they said, no, it's a bit niche. Right. Then- 25, then we looked to 15, then it was 10. <laughs> wow. Came down to so every week the number was going lower and lower and lower. But, you know, I just said, you know what? I'm the sixth black female to have this opportunity. Wow, sixth black female. Yeah, in British history to have a film in the cinema. So I just said to myself, look, just, just try and see how it goes. And um, you're going to have to do extra screenings to make your money back you know got you got you got you got you so so mm-hmm. i think it, it so may, may, mainly was the the niche message of the film that was deterring them from giving you more screens and also the fact that you're a woman in that regard right is that the niche topic of the film never been discussed in black british cinema colorism you know spike lee did it 32 years before me so the year i was born spike lee puts out school days um but again, that's American, African-American. That took, I think, nine million at the box office, something like that, it was made on million or something. So they're, they're playing in a different ball game from us. You know what I mean? It was made for like quarter of a million, 300K. Um, you know, zero marketing budget. I'm using all of my PR resources. Some films spend 300K just on marketing. You know, you've got, you've got to be, you've got to be, you know, clear about how much pressure we put on ourselves, but how little is in the kitty for us to even have a chance to truly compete. You know what I mean? But I wasn't deterred by that because I just thought, well, get you know, you're a newcomer. This is your this is your first product out of the gate. You know, some people on a short film, on a decent short film. Hey, hello, industry, here I am. You're getting to play with the big dons. We're in the cinema the same week as Widows by Steve McQueen. <laughs> Take you. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, baby film, but actually has a massive social relevancy. So the film now, if you if you just type no shade into any social, it's still getting talked about night and day. Because finding out about this little film and going oh my god this film is so important to me you know so whereas some other films they're in the cinema they're out we never hear of them again we go oh yeah I saw that it doesn't yeah it's gone I think um, uh, No Shade is a, is a is a classic and I and I say with the, with the greatest of respect you know like I'm not saying that I'm a Don I'm saying that the film is more important than anything I've done ever. And um, 
because of its social relevancy, it will be part of history for several reasons. Not only because I'm a sick black female, but because we're still trying to heal from colorism as a black community. No. So when we're hmm. black matter and all lives and all this different rhetoric, it's like, yeah, hmm. we call out racism so vehemently. Hmm. But then once we once we tackle the white man and win, you need can to we tackle. Of our problems as well. Definitely, definitely. Because that's where the crabs in the barrel truly exist. We need to start self-loving. Mm, mm. You know? I mean, it is it is true because there is black and black crime. There's black and black hate, and it's very, very, mm. it's very tangible out there. It's you know, it's it's, it's what, what 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 your film has done is it's seeded itself into the fabric of human conversation for years to come because it is there and people would always want to refer to cinema for insight or to start conversations and you know your film is already out there and it's already part of it so yeah. it's interesting yeah. to see what the next 10 20 years would do for the film as well um mm. you know that's it it's the game yeah definitely yeah. because it's, it, i thought uh, you know after odia no one would ever want to hear from us again but all mm. of a sudden india's calling and mm. south africa and San Paolo and because nice. all over the world going oh my god yeah. this is my film this is for me yeah. you know I never see myself on screen thank you for doing this Claire you know mm. and again that just speaks to that care you know the care that Emmanuel puts into Bath the care that I put into Prime yeah. the care that I put into No Shade yeah. I think it speaks to our characters why do it I've been told by another black girl that I'm I'm too light in complexion. <laughs> really? To, to this film, yeah. And I was like, Wow. Because I was like, so now we're policing each other's shade of brown to the point where, who's is it rich brown or light brown? Like, yeah. No, it it, it it is really messed up, it, you know. And the conversation even goes bigger than just you know you trying to make a film. It's also there's conversations about do you have the right to speak for us as black people? You know, they, it, it just keeps extending into some ridiculous territory. Um, and just move the goalposts on each other. <laughs> I know, move the goalposts. Therefore, you can't even really, you know what I mean? You I can't you. really yeah. be a collective if, you, if you're always trying to find deficiencies. Definitely. Yeah. I see that. I mean, it's crazy. So, okay, now... Again, suiting the haunt, the success of the film commercially, you, I read you guys had like 10 million streams on Amazon Prime so far, maybe even gone beyond that. And it's just an astonishing amount. And it's how you've been able to drive views to the platform. You know, like yeah. you said, you know, you guys had little or nothing in terms of financial resources to push this. So yeah. if you were to advise a filmmaker, an independent filmmaker that's saying, you know, what, I'm going to bootstrap and make my film how would you advise them to go ahead commercially in their endeavors? I think the number one thing that I, don't, I see a lot of filmmakers don't do is they don't love their own work, mum. How do you mean? I think a lot of people don't push their films. Ah, yeah, I yeah. They are mm. fans of other people, but they're not really a fan of themselves. Mm. And I think that's because a lot of people feel ashamed of self-promotion. Mm. Your favourite celebrities are doing every time they throw up a selfie of them on a private jet or mm. their album for mm. you to go and buy. Mm. 
It's self promotion. You gotta love yourself first. Sure. Sure. Love doesn't come from you. Why should I care? Yeah. Every time someone tweets me about my film, I tweet I say thank you. Hmm. I don't think the film's two years old now. Hmm. It gives me nothing to say thanks. Yeah. I'm never gonna be above no shade, like uh, well, you know, when I'm three or four films in. Like that's forever mine. I'm yeah. always gonna be proud of it. Mm. You know I'm that's, it's a, that, that's, you gotta own your stuff, man. I see people put out their films that almost like apologize, like, sorry, um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, here, here's the link to my foot. Bye, bye. What? You just have to what drum it in. <laughs> yeah. How did you make it? Walk on, like, tell me everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, love your, love yourself. Hmm. You just promote the hell out of the film as much as you can. And use everything and anything to promote it. Right. You have to be so, you know, you have to have no... Uh, no shame. You can't feel embarrassed. No shame. You no shame, man. No shame. You can't, how can you have shame to plug something <laughs> that's going to feed your family? Well, something that you've personally invested in yeah time finances energy and then you're gonna be like posting up so-and-so's film but you wouldn't post up your film mm, mm. that is very strange to me no it, it is it is the psychology but of it all is every day neglecting their own things in favor of somebody else i, I don't understand you no i get that i mean it, it is it is it is really um it's mind-boggling um, it's mind-boggling because when you think of it from how you're saying it, it's almost like you've put so much sweat and blood into making this product, but you're so ashamed to get it out there because, oh. like, why? Do you like you don't believe in it enough, or it's an interesting mindset? <laughs> Let's put it that it way. Or like a very quick story I'll say, but I remember being young and I used to be like, I used to love obviously Destiny's Child and Beyonce and that. Sure. I remember watching an interview and they were saying that, um, I think they were revealing that Beyonce's family, like everyone in her family buys a hundred copies of the album when it comes out. Mm. Mm. You see that? They want want that number one spot. They're not leaving it to chance. Mm, mm, mm. Do whatever it takes. Why does every one person in your family need a hundred copies? So they willing to put up £10,000 mm. to make sure that you are £1,000 if it's $10 each, yeah? Yeah, yeah. £1,000 mm. to say, yeah, here's my investment in you. Mm. Mm. How many people do you know in your circle that would do that for you? Mm. If you don't know any people that would do that, you may, you potentially, you need a new circle, mum. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. That hear is you. very here you, you can't be apologetic about support i hear that there's a people that have supported me mm. they don't even know what i've got in store for them because i record loyalty interesting and i also record the people that i haven't supported as well <laughs> important no because they'll be the first ones to want a handout but what have you given true it, it is it is one of those things where when you really consider 
the the depth of what you're saying. It's like relationships in essence. That's all it is. It's just relationships. Yeah. And it's yeah. So okay, so no shade. It has been well praised, obviously, and but like most films, it has its critiques. So as a filmmaker, do you read your reviews and how do you handle the criticism when it comes in? Um, yeah, the things that the film the film has been highly praised. Mm. And we've had a few criticisms that we had a we were slated by the Guardian. Okay. Um, we were given one out of five Ooh, as what, a review. What What did they say? What was that thing that stuck out there? Yeah. Just lacked um, depth, the storyline, mm. and I, I didn't. I just thought, okay, mm. you know, white man in his fifties. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't know this world. He doesn't know it. He can't understand it. He can't. He can't salvage it. Can't galvanize it. Yeah. And um, it went over his head. And people in the comments said the same thing. Look, man, you know, you know, there's an issue when he's mentioning race at the beginning of the message. You know. Oh yeah looking for a reason to not like the film and that's okay because he couldn't see a black man you know the character of Danny or whatever outside of hoodlums and you know hoodies and shoot them up so yeah. maybe it was aliens he's not used to that okay fair enough hmm. um we got you know incredible reviews from other people at the radio times hmm. and uh, mtv and different places that were like terrific first feature film hmm. If you didn't understand colorism, you will after watching this. This right. is a very important film for black women. Yeah. The black British woman's experience. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, just to, just just what I loved, in fact, was when men would say openly in the um, Q and A. Mm. Yeah, I love the fact that you put the counselling, mm. like my own that I play Carla. Yeah. And and how Carla's, you know, going through some miscarriages, and then has asked Eddie to come to counselling to talk about the ex-girlfriend, and they yeah. were like, "We need, we we need to see more of that. That's really encouraging, man." Yeah. Like, we just don't talk about our problems and get outside intervention, and um, we, we just thank you, thank you for. And I thought, wow, everyone's taking away different elements of the film depending on what they deem as important but my audience got it yeah your audience it's and my audience my pitch deck from the start was black women mm, mm. and it's probably black british women and they got it but they didn't show out in the cinemas okay i had more bums on seats but they thought it was going to be a downer or you know too kind of triggering or traumatic okay so now i've lesson for my second film i would do my premiere in america first right my, my african-american women they had my batman they held me down like women were flying across the country wow. coming from atlanta to california because mm. that's the only place is showing or you know driving down from philadelphia to harlem or manhattan like come on man five hour drive just to you know see I mean? your film wow see my me somebody they've never met in life yeah i can't even get homegirl from round away to come to holloway odeon wow to come and watch. so so let, let's 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 unpack that for a brief brief minute so you got your film done 
obviously you're expecting your audience here in the UK, female, black British females to show up at a cinema. That didn't yeah. happen, right? Who who Wow. And who who are who are the ones that showed up? Like who 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 surprised you? Like, um, I think a lot of black males, I think Got quite it. a lot of black males and um, mixed race women who wanted to see how that mixed race angle was portrayed and said, right. I did a fantastic job at making sure that after obviously exploring the fetishism of light skin, mm. that actually heard from the character of Andrea that was played by Sharia Samuels, yeah, a great actress, heavily underused. Um, that she she had that moment of clarity with the character of Jade and they come together as two sisters in the end of the, you know. Yeah, I love, I love when they did the picture thing. That was cute. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that gets people. People tear up. That was and a really reflect, sweet moment. Can I be an ally, you know? Mm. Yes, light skin, therefore I do have some privilege but how can I support my darker skinned sisters when things are going wrong? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. And, and, and not, not all girls are interested in the, in the hypersexualization of their light skin, you know what I mean? Yeah. Including my best Jasmine, who's always called it out mm. when we were youngsters and being separated based on skin tone mm. by guns, you know? So mm. I think... Um, of course, some women did show out, but not not um, as many as I thought that would for Britain. Hmm. And I think you know that's okay because, like I said, you know you go you go where the love is. Obviously, the next time. Obviously, and you, and then it's like it's it's interesting. I mean, it's not something you tr- you decided to explore for the like. Why didn't they show up? Blah 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 blah. You were like, you know what? It's all good. No no no. <laughs> I, like I just, I go with the lovers. I don't. I'm not. I'm never one to beg. Mm. No, no, mm. no, 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 not, mm. not me. I just go with the lovers. I mean, it's it's a testament to your personality and your drive as well, isn't it? Because again, it's that thing of if you start to lick your wounds and look at places where you've, it's almost like you could drown yourself in in, in pity and whatnot. But just yeah. the love is there, man. Just go for it, and that keeps you going even stronger. And then you could. It's like people say, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the Tyler Perry situation. Like, some people don't like his films, but he's like, "Look, I'm gonna super serve my audience. They're making me stupidly wealthy, right?" Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the point? Like, why? What well, doesn't make sense not to serve them? Um, you know. But yeah. Okay. So, Claire, we're almost rounding up, and I'm sure Lavender is so happy about this. I'm sure she can oh, feel. <laughs> Can you believe? She just she just wants to be next to me. That's all. Oh, man. that's cute, man. That's cute. No kids, even like my sons, they love being around your mom when she's around. So it's um it's just it's, it's a kid yeah. thing. And when they get yeah. older, they just do their own thing. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now here's one question that everyone asks people that have you know made something great out of their life. So, but this is twofold for you because you're very multifaceted. What advice would you give someone wanting to enter a as a filmmaker the film industry, and if you put your entrepreneur hat on, b business in general? Like you did your skincare, you did your PR. So, what advice would you give people in those regard? Um, if you want to get into film, I would say 
um I would say become multifaceted again. I would say mm. it's not enough now to just be an actor, mm. especially if you've not got an agent mm. and especially if you're building your credits. Sure. So whilst you're sitting around waiting for work on auditions, learn how to do thing, areas that are heavily underserved. Mm. Like there's not a lot of black guys or girls that can do sound. Mm. Learn how to do sound, man. Mm. Learn how to do writing. Learn how to be a focus puller. Mm. Do something extra so that you can be on set, get some paid work and experience whilst waiting for your dream role. Mm, or a... I'm a writer, you know? Mm, 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 mm. So I'm networking and going to writing workshops and just be, be becoming a people watcher. Mm. Start with who you are if you've not got a vast imagination for the Lords of the Rings type films. Mm. Start with where are, but I definitely say get an additional skill within the industry. Mm, mm, mm. Well, that's powerful. Then, then the, like the other business aspect. What kind of advice would you give? I would say the next ten years for certain is all about personal branding. Right. So I would really say look at who you are and your personal traits, even things that you've been ridiculed about or laughed at or you felt slightly like, oh, no, this is actually makes me, you know, what are your quirks? Mm. And, 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 and try and put those things forward mm. because people are looking for originality and a personality. Yeah. And I think um, that will help any product or service because let's face it, there's room for, there's room for more wig lines. <laughs> there's more there's room for tech and apps. We all we all watch Netflix, but we all want to watch, you know, whether it's Afroland TV or Quelly mm. TV or Amazon Prime. We want to watch a variety of things. Yeah, true, true. Variety, you know, the name of the the game now. You know, mm. um. So, you know, think about what you can bring. That's fresh. And what you can bring is you, because no one's you. Sure. I sure. I'll go. I'll go and not do Claire. You mm. know what I'm saying? One hundred percent. Yeah. It's that makes everything great about you. Yeah. And um, I try to stifle that sometimes because I go, um, no, and I need to, <laughs> and then I say, well, it's me that makes this. This is how it is. You know what I mean? It's because yeah. of who I and how I am hmm. that everything fits the way it fits hmm. no one could do it like no oh. yeah you know be you be you and it's very it's very crucial and I think again like going through your story it's like there's confidence and understanding who you are and sticking to it and just following the love and just relationships as well because those are yeah. those are those are the tenets I'm seeing and it's um this is it's a powerful blueprint, honestly. It's a powerful blueprint, and obviously, just knowing you know knowing how to get the right partner and sticking to the right partner because that's essential, oh my God, yeah. isn't it? Is it is it is the uh, that's your vibranium, man. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The glue, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, just a quick note for ladies, we can take advantage of good men, especially when you've been bruised by a few rotten apples, you know, you can think, this guy, man, mm, mm. the swag. does he have girlfriend, swag, mm. Mm. forget swag, swag, swag is not, you know, that's, that's, you need to look at the ingredients of what 
makes long lasting change in a person's life. If a man can invest in those areas in you, that's the one to keep, mum. And what are those areas that you would see that, like, these are, if you can invest in these areas, what are those areas? Your mental and your spiritual health, you Mm. know what I mean? Mm. A lot of people can bring stress to people's lives. Sure. When you question where your man's laying down, I know a lot of people, I'm not going to name names, obviously, (laughs) they're unhappily married. Yeah. You know? A lot of people want a lot of people want a wedding. They don't really want a marriage. They want the pictures for Instagram, mm, but they, they don't want to really want what it takes mm. to remain happily married. And like I said, you know, me and Emmanuel are not a perfect couple. Mm. This parenting thing has challenged both of us to the point of should we separate? What's gonna happen? You know, we've had conversations. It's not been easy, but what to the pros over the cons, we were like, we're too blessed to be stressed, man. Let's reorganise our lives. This is not how it's meant to be going, man. We're, we're, we put way too much pressure on ourselves. We need, you know, more of a team. You know, like I said, a chef, a nanny, whatever. Mm, mm. So we need support, man. It, it is important because um, every fact, especially when you have kids and you're ambitious people, there's always a challenge and... You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, I would, you know, me and my wife also have conversations about that as well. I think yeah. what, when you, when you realize that it's a phase and the kids get older, yeah. It, yeah. you know, it's like, that's, it's going to happen. They will get older and then it's back to both <laughs> of you. So if you, if you destroy what you have now and they get older and you're like, what, what, you know, you look back in time and you slap yourself in the face. Yeah. Um, well, that's, yeah. that's that's crazy man. that's crazy but i mean it's there's a lot there's a lot like i said it's been an interesting chat the next section is going to be quick fire questions a few of them okay. so before we go there we can't sniff at this one how does it feel having the british empire medal from the queen oh uh, yeah you know there's mixed <laughs> no seriously there's mixed emotions when it comes to black people taking an honors from the royal family because of yeah. their involvement in slavery and colonialism. Sure. But I always said if I was honoured, I would accept it. Mm. I would mm. accept it based on the merits of hard work and recognition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hope to be, you know, a Trojan horse, you know, being close to the establishment so I could bring about change. I hear you. And whether I want to be or not, I am a role model. And mm. if other black have gone into cosmetic science because of me yeah then that's the thing you know mm. Mm. other people mm. have opened up this is going well if claire can do it from her kitchen sink so can i that's a good thing you know that's what i'm powerful. saying and I, i've inspired a lot of people because they told me yeah yeah I did. it's because i saw you when i saw you go getting all the way to the royal you know to the palace i thought well wow mm. i can do and, and that's what you want. You know, mm. a lot of times you're looking forward and you're like, who was there before me mm. as a visual representation of what's possible? And then you go, ah, oh, that, per- yeah, I can do it. You know, it just gives you that additional boost of self-assurance that, yes, I'm creating my own blueprint, but yeah. somebody in there and walk this mile as well. And if they were only human and bleed blood and breathe air and then I c- I'm the same as them. I can do it. You know what, yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's much, I, I feel like we understand the history 
But like you said, if you inspire people and then in the next 20 years, you've got the first black female prime minister, you know, off the back of what you've done, then, mm. do you know what I mean? And then, you know, someone at the level to make different policy changes. Again, it's right. it's a bigger conversation. So That's it. Yeah. It's not just self-centered ego to be like running around with the medal on. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. Me, the future. Yeah. I'm going to be there after I'm gone. And I was doing that before I became a parent, but it's, it's inbreded in every move I make now that Lavender's born, you know? You know, how are we setting her up? Mm. Well, Claire, honestly, this has been great. So let's go to the quick fire section. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you a few questions and the, the rule is you don't spend more than five seconds thinking of an answer. Wow, I'm okay. going, yeah, I'm going to start with the easy one. I know this is quite uh, still early in the morning, so you're, you're probably tired, but uh, let's, let's try it. Let's try it. Question. Let's yeah. Question number one. What is your favorite word? Um, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Okay. So, what is your favorite cuss word? Fuck. All right. Okay. It's getting, it's getting interesting. What was the last music you listened to? Today, Tupac, um, Shed So Many Tears. Oh, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, that's, that's good. Okay. What was the last book you read? Oh my god. Uh thirty strategies of war. Ooh, someone is going in for the battle, for the kill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now let's go deeper into you. What are you terrible at? Saying no. Oh man, really? Hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm getting better at it. Yeah, okay. What are you what are you great at? showing love ah that's nice nice okay um who is that one person you admire or respect that you like to have a meal or coffee with uh, uh i'd like <laughs> to have a coffee with a few people but yeah the person on my vision board that i'd like to have a a, a, a meal with would be spike lee mm, what will you talk about I talk about what it's like having mm. a legacy of 30 years of creating art that is clearly mm. so groundbreaking and he's probably had to compromise funds and family and just how has he maintained his sanity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that type of art for so long because for me he's made like 20 no shades you know what i mean mm, yeah i hear you so it's like damn man that takes a lot where people are not gonna finance it because they're questioning its commercial appeal and mm. you know but you still gotta push on and america and that hyper racism yeah that's that's tough because because i what i'm hearing from you is like you are you're a businesswoman but when you in that filmmaking space you're not necessarily approaching it pure business it's more like impact right yeah because the thing is with any great business is mm. that once it impacts the money will come i hear you i hear you 
you know, for the for, for the Richard Bransons and the Oprah Winfrey's, it's passion led first. Mm. Then mm. the money came. They weren't instant billionaires. Do you get what I'm saying? True, true. It's 25 years odd of doing what you love, building your relationships, building your community. You know, this is what people get twisted. Mm. And then you see, you know, Kylie Jenner lying that she's a billionaire at 19 <laughs> to make us all feel like we're failures. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, two, three years later, that like, it was all garbage. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, what's wrong with 590 million? That's a lot of money, sis. That's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of change. You get what I'm saying? But for yeah. you to have to feel that pressure as a person that all oh, had to shuffle some papers and pretend to be a billionaire, why Why are we competing so hard? You're, you're doing well, man. But it's mm. because of that perception. You know, a millionaire is not enough now. No, it's you're not. No, it's not. On Dre's level. Billy, we're going for the Billy now. And and then, bi- you know, 10 years time, them that will be going for the Trini and <laughs> putting themselves under some <laughs> ridiculous pressure. Are you, are you enjoying life whilst you're hustling to try and be a trillionaire? And then at the end of it all, still be in a position where you're still deeply unhappy. Mm. Let it take time. Greatness takes time, mum. Very true. Very true. Very true. It's a good thing you mentioned the likes of Richard Branson because I, was, I read his, one of his early books, How I Lost My Virginity, and it, it's interesting how rebellious he is in his mind about business like it's not oh i need to be so super structured and da, 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 da. it's yeah. like yeah i love it i'm gonna have fun doing this let me see how i can be disruptive and serve a need and i could see there are a lot of similarities in terms of what you have and the likes of all these guys and women so yeah which brings me to my next question awesome. if you could have one superpower what would it be Oh my god, to do, <laughs> to remove, I don't know, ah, that's a, super, that's a good one. Super clear. Da, 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 da. To like, I know it sounds random, but to not overthink. Not overthink, hmm. Yeah. Hmm, is that a superpower? Hmm. Okay, is that a bit dry? Um, <laughs> ah, superpower. Yeah? Let's dig into your chest of, uh, I don't know. Did you ever read comic books? Were you a comic book fan? Not really, no. Not really. I thought it was all that like, walk on water and all things like this. I don't like, know, just something, something. Something super-ish. Something super. I wish, yeah, I, I guess I guess if I could fly, that would be dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you save money on, like, airlines and private jets and the rest of it. Airlines, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man okay so we're almost at the end um now this is the parts where you are, you're allowed to think a bit more if a movie was to be made about you or your career what mm. would the title be oh. uh the word that emmanuel uses to describe me which is indefatigable <laughs> in the fi- in, I, i'm tongue-tied already man <laughs> <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> wow, that, that title needs to come slowly on in the trailer, <laughs> like people can catch letter after letter. Damn. It's true, that's quite a long word, man. <laughs> we just, just throw that into conversation one time. 
Wow, that's like people gonna pause. Like, what? What did you say? Or some people will pretend like they heard it and they just move on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I like that. So, and who would you like to play you in that film? Nia Long. Ooh, the beautiful, gorgeous Nia Long. She's so beautiful. She like, is. I, I oh, wanted man. to be her. Like, I wanted to be her as an actress when I was in my twenties. Yeah. What the short hair and I just wanted to be a girlfriend, you know, like in everything. Yeah. <laughs> she always had those no girlfriend roles where like yeah, she just was it. Like to me, she was just the best. Nah, she's still gorgeous, man. It's she's just still hot, isn't it? she's so gorgeous. She's... Like, she hasn't aged a drop. Look, do you know what? The women, like, those women those women in that, like Neil Long, um uh what's her name? Jada um, oh man, it's so. She's had some work done though. Has she? Face. She's had a bit of plastic surgery. Yeah. Oh really? I... But Nia, Kerry. Kerry Washington, man. Ooh. Kerry, man, come like you know what? It's so dread. She was on a billboard once, and my friends drove past her. Claire, I think I saw. I said no, no, no. My sister said the same thing, and I thought that was a massive compliment. Certain hairstyles, I can look like different people, but right. um. Those oh, two ultimate faves and oh. they're both married or Kerry's married but Nia's dating Ebo men I'm like, are you serious oh man go on uh, man listen man you know we know what we're doing <clears throat> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I tell you another woman though that's that's just ageless Gabriel Union oh gorgeous Gabrielle Union, man, like she's just an ageless beauty. It's just, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even. Yeah, I mean, she's got the kind of beauty. It's just like it's not fair. It's like, yeah, oh. it's just, it's really. You know she's gorgeous, though. You know, like she's got that attitude of I know I'm gorgeous, and you just like, sis, we all agree. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not it's not it's, it's painful. It's not yeah. fair. It's not fair. And um, but you know, it's it it's black, man. Um, all right, now let's go on to the final question. Finally, take your time with this one. What okay. would you like the world to remember you for? Um, for building, for making stuff that I, for making gifts. For okay. making gifts. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, like all of these things, pre-made, Buff Originals, No Shade, all the products that are going to come out from Buff Originals over the next 10 years. Yeah. The revival of pre-made, this forthcoming book. They're all gifts from God. You know, you know, as an Igbo man, I'm an Igbo mm. woman. You know, we have Chi at the beginning of our names. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, for the men usually and Chi for the girls, but yeah. it's interchangeable. But it yeah. means God and... You know, in the yoga world, in the spiritual world, the chi mm. is your gut. You know, your um, your 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 stomach chakra is you know another mm. word for chi. And um, that flame, I've always had that flame in my body. I've always known that I was um, you know, a spiritual being having a human exist experience. Yeah. And um, I feel that everything that I produce that comes from my body, that comes from my mind is a gift, isn't it? It's a gift from God to, to the world. I hear that. I hear that. And you know, it's like the famous quote from Miles Monroe about the grave. 
just don't die old you know die empty that's you know? it that's it that's it that's it absolutely Listen. that's one of my phrases for my favorites i think les brown says it quite a bit yeah die empty that, uh, that I, I heard that when i was young and it's like everything you have just empty it out like because the grave is the richest place on on, on the face of the earth yes. and, all the dreams you know wondered thoughts all the doubts everything is in there yeah yeah well claire honestly thanks for staying along with me i know love is uh love needs mama and um dada yeah. is like where's mama <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like me, man. When my wife is like doing something else, I'm like, look, I can't do this. This is this is beyond my skill set. Um, but listen, I, I really appreciate the time. I, I'm sure the listeners are going to be super inspired. And I, yeah, I wait I'm to... so grateful for this interview. Thank you so much, Ogo, for hey. including me in your podcast. And, you know, if there are extra things that people want to find out, just hit me up, man. I'm on at Claire Anyam O. C-L-A-E-A-N-Y-I-A-M-O. Yeah. Or Buff B U F F Originals or Buff Connects. I don't handle any of the Buff stuff anymore. Um, okay. But Buff Originals, I do, and my own stuff. Um, I look at. So mm. yeah, it's just, 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 just follow the journey. Follow me, I'll follow back. I'm not bougie. <laughs> oh, wanna, oh, that's that's great. Honestly, honestly. And what's the future like for you? What's what's next? What's next? So, oh yeah, and I'm glad you asked. Well, yeah. um, by the time this comes out, No Shade will have a new, another streaming platform to add to its uh, oh, wow. listings, which is Afroland TV, which is pitching themselves as the Black Netflix. Nice. Um, they are based out of Texas, America. Yeah. Owned by a Zimbabwean um, entrepreneur and actor. Mm. and um, the film will, will go on there so it'll be shown throughout Africa and throughout the UK and Europe so if you want to spend you know if you want to buy black since we're in the Black Lives Matter revival mm. yeah. uh, please check it out and they'll be on there from June the 18th onwards yeah. uh, for two years so you can catch it there and then in the autumn sorry it's before autumn so uh, mm. pre will be coming back I'm not going to do a big fanfare for that I'll just hit okay. up on customers and it'll be on the socials and everywhere and it's probably going to get some press because i've got some exciting products to come out awesome. uh, in the sort of virtual lab making mm. new supplements and vitamins so um hopefully that should help people during this lockdown period because i think we're going to go through a second spike of that yeah and it looks like it yeah in the winter yeah um some some literature will be coming and hopefully i'll I'll be able to make some announcements about some film and tv projects that i'm just, wow uh finalizing so yeah awesome it's time not 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 hard you know the next 35 years is about working smart man i hear you though. i hear you man i hear you because kids are there and it's um you don't want to, you don't want to burn out, you know, no, and you need to. Energy, man, you know. Yeah. Oh man, terrible. <laughs> they are, they are, they are. You know. Industry, nah, man. Something's got to give. You know, you got to preserve your energy, and I'm I'm approaching. I've looked. We've done overhauls on all of our businesses, and basically, I won't be really working in any of them. You mm. know, I'll create products, and then I'll just 
promote them lightly, but we've got teams and structures in place for everything now because I, I, I do, I love being a mum, you know. I love mm. spending time with my best friend and my daughter and just chilling. I, I want to enjoy more of my life this this second half, this second chapter, you know, because hopefully I'll live to 100. So, yeah. you know, by the third chapter, I'll be on my humanitarian thing. But right now, I'm, you know building products and services and reviving stuff and it's going to be a fun year to finish mm. and fun decade because mm. this mm. is where the fruit comes you know put a lot of roots about the definitely fruit this decade so we'll see well dr claire i am it's been a pleasure <laughs> thank you thank you so much okay no worries no worries now, I hope you guys were like so inspired by that conversation. Dr. Claire's an amazing woman and she's someone who I'm sure would inspire a lot of people. And that's that's one thing I'm trying to do with this podcast, bring people that are very inspiring, people you can relate with, no BS, straight to the point, you know? Um, I think we need that a lot in this, in this day and age that we live in. There's a particular quote I wanna drop with you guys before I exit. And it's by Thomas Edison. And the quote is, Opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. You know, it's a bit of humor there. Now, there's another one, which, again, it ties into what Claire was saying. If you don't try, there's no opportunity to succeed. This is by Katie Lyme. Now, the thing about trying is the more you try, the more you get used to the pursuit that you're engaged in. You are open to more ideas. You're open to more opportunities, right? And you also put on a path. It's almost like a spiritual thing. You're on a journey. You're constantly on a journey. And then you're going to meet other people that are also on that journey. And you'd be surprised the people that you look up to. You'd be surprised the people that would be on that same path with you. You know, the good Bible says your gifts will make way for you, right? So again, that's what I'm trying to say. It's almost that once you try, the door opens, opportunity opens, and then there comes more enlightenment. You start to understand the reason behind more things in life, and it draws you closer and closer to your goal. And who knows what that goal may be? At, as, as you may start from this direction, but then as you go further down the road, another you might meet, you might get to a particular fork in the road, and you might see a very wise person that you look up to, and that person says, "Look." I started on this journey and I'm heading to that direction and then you'd follow that person to that direction. Or may you may not. You may have wisdom to create your own path. So in essence, try. If you do not, then you should change in yourself and the lives of others that you might inspire. And there's also another quote I wanna drop with you guys. I mean, I'm feeling very quotey today, right? <laughs> Success is about taking advantage of opportunity. And guess what? There's nothing more expensive than a missed opportunity. So today's an opportunity to get better and don't waste it. And the reality is whatever you do today has a knock on effect on tomorrow. So don't waste it today, guys, and try. Like Dr. Claire said, God bless the trier. Thanks again for tuning in. This is the old.